This is Radio Energy News. Good afternoon, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Edinburgh and you're listening to Radio Energy. I'm Rose Monker bringing you the top news stories for you wherever you are in Edinburgh today. Here are the headlines for Wednesday the 19th of April. The Scottish Government to go to court over the blocking of the Gender Reform Bill. Inflation is at the highest it's been in the UK in the last four to five years with an increase of 10%. The bottle deposit scheme has had faced a delay in its action and a royal roundup featuring the latest run-up on the King Charles coronation. Just breaking, the Scottish Government has decided to go to court with the UK Government over its blocking of the Gender Reform Bill. Here's reporter Julia Weatherstone with further information. Without ever hearing from the UK government about what amendments they would have wanted in the bill. That cannot go unchallenged because of the implications for future legislation and for devolution. The Scottish government have no option other than to go to court to attempt to overturn Westminster's block on Scottish gender reform legislation. The Scottish government have decided to go to court as they believe that the UK government veto undermines Scottish democracy. The legislation, which simplifies the process trans people go through to obtain legal recognition in their preferred gender, was blocked because of the concerns that it would have an adverse impact on the operation of British equalities legislation. Social Justice Secretary Shirley Ann Somerville has made a statement to Holyrood after the announcement that the Scottish Government would challenge the Section 35 order which involved the UK Government blocking gender reform legislation. The Scottish Government are refusing to publish the advice they have received for its legal challenge against the UK Government. However, it has been confirmed by Social Justice Secretary Shirley Ann Summer that the Government are hoping to publish its petition for the judicial review on Thursday. The Government have been granted special permission from the courts to do this. Somerville also warned that the failure to challenge the Government would enforce the power of the UK Government to veto future legislation passed by Scottish Parliament. Therefore, if we want to take a stand, and protect our democracy and devolution, there is no option but to pursue this legal challenge. Soaring prices for cheese, milk and bread has meant the cost of living crisis rose more than expected in the last month. Inflation has risen by 10% in the UK. The rise in prices is not an unusual sight to see in our stores, with basic items such as dairy products, bread and vegetables having a clear increase. The UK has highest inflation out of all G7 countries, with a 45-year high causing an 18% inflation. Our store's basic items such as dairy and bread has had a high increase since March 2022. We asked members of the public their opinion. Um, I think the types of items that are expensive hasn't really changed over the years. Um, Cheese and meat and coffee will always be more expensive than, you know, like crisps or biscuits or that sort of thing. So, yeah, the the types of product um, hasn't really changed over over the year and just yes i think some shops are hiking prices up and then the next week you go in they're under offer and they're half the price that they were the week before and these things really annoy me that if they took away off all all the offers and just made it a fixed price do you think the shops are sort of like jacking up the prices a little bit i think they are so that they can make offers Yeah. yeah As the situation progresses, it remains to be seen where the food prices will go from here. Yesterday at First Minister's Questions, Hamza Youssef announced that the deposit return scheme has been delayed for 10 months due to a backlash from businesses. Juliet Weatherstone has more. First Minister Hamza Youssef has delayed the introduction of the deposit return scheme for 10 months due to backlash from businesses. 
The scheme was originally scheduled to go ahead on the 16th of August, yet has now been pushed back to the 1st of March next year. The policy means that every Scottish producer will have to add 20p to every single-use drinks product before they are sold anywhere in the country. This 20p charge can then be reclaimed by customers for every can or bottle they return. The scheme would work to encourage Scots to recycle and attempt to meet the country's goal of net zero emissions by 2045. USAF announced yesterday at First Minister's Questions that the new delay would allow businesses time to prepare for the policy. Multiple small breweries and distillers are now concerned that this new policy will massively increase their costs at a time when they are already struggling due to high inflation. The government has created a private, non-profit company called Circularity Scotland to help drinks producers administer and deliver the scheme. The retailers pay customers for recycled items out of their own funds but are reimbursed by the administrator. Smaller producers have said they are not against the principle of the scheme yet face concerns that the timings and the details of the scheme may create extra burdens. We spoke to Elaine, who is the Learning and Development Manager for the Deposit Return Scheme within BIFA, the UK's largest waste management company. I would say, it clearly, it's not ideal. No, we would rather have went ahead on the 16th of August. We will be ready to go ahead on the 16th of August as planned. So the delay, obviously, isn't great news for us. Um, however, it is what it is, and... We, we will use the additional time to make sure that everything is um, as smooth as possible for the, the new go-live date of the first of Although this has drastically changed plans for the people involved in the scheme, there is still optimism around the policy and its goals. And that was Juliet Weatherstone on the changes to the upcoming deposit return scheme. And now to local news stories. A huge road resurfacing programme is soon to start across the capital as the City Council prepares to make its biggest investment ever in both carriageways and footpath maintenance. Transport convener Scott Arthur said the extra £11 million allocated to investment in roads and infrastructure will make a real difference in to the conditions of the roads. And in my ward, well, across the city, that's going to mean around, I think it's 480,000 square metres of roads and footpaths will be repaired. A 38-year-old man has been jailed for 14 years after carrying out physical and sexual assaults. Barry Ingleson committed these crimes over a period of 11 years. He was sentenced on Friday the 17th of March and according to the residents, he will not be missed. Yes, I, think, I don't think the sentence is long enough. I think it should have been longer. A Midlothian man has been arrested after he sparked an armed police response. Brian McCallion told the 999 operator he was in possession of a firearm, causing firearm specialists to race to his home in Dalkeith. McCallion told officers he was given the gun and told to end his life. A new food market at the Omni Centre in Edinburgh have been told to remove a huge neon sign advertising the market on the street. It was deemed visually intrusive and unsafe by heritage groups and the council. However, the council have said they would welcome a reconsideration of the design. And that was Alex with the local news. Ahead of King Charles's coronation on the 6th of May, we're bringing you the latest news from the royal family. Here is our royal correspondent, Kian Banning, with the recent developments. Welcome to Radio Energy's Royal Roundup, a weekly segment where we report on the big news from the royals ahead of the coronation. There's only three weeks remaining until the big day for the new king. First of all, it's come to light that an Edinburgh property belonging to the royal family estimated to be worth between £1.5 million and £1.8 million is to be privately rented at market value. This has sparked controversy as some claim it's unclear what is public property and what is private property belonging to the Crown. The flat in Edinburgh Newtown was gifted to the late Queen in 1953 and has been in possession of the Crown ever since. The palace is the kind to comment. 
Also, the king's coronation procession will feature two pieces of the cross used to crucify Jesus Christ. Pope Francis presented Charles with the two fragments of the true cross to commemorate the royal event. The cross will be distributed amongst the Welsh Catholic and Anglican churches after its return. And finally, the daily 11 o'clock LNER rail service is being named in honour of King Charles. The service will be named after the Carolean Express in relation to the previous reigns of King Charles I and II. The managing director of LNER commented on the service by stating that he is sure the new name of the service will prove popular and are proud to name the service after the reign of our new king. The timetable for LNER will remain the same over the coronation weekend, where service is expected to be very busy with pastors travelling to London to celebrate. That wraps up this week's Royal Roundup. We'll be back next week with more royal news ahead of the coronation. Thanks, Kian. And now for a roundup of our national and international headframes from Ellen Kielicht. Fox News and voting machine company Dominion have reached a settlement for $787.5 million over a defamation lawsuit filed against the American News Channel. Dominion launched legal action after it was accused by Fox News of plotting to rig the 2020 U.S. presidential election against Donald Trump. Dominion lawyer Justin Nelson spoke after the settlement announcement. The truth matters. Lies have consequences. Today's settlement represents vindication and accountability. A new ceasefire attempt is set to begin today after evacuation efforts in Sudan were hampered when a previous truce brokered by the United States collapsed. An attempt by the German military to evacuate foreign citizens and residents had to be called off earlier today as fighting and airstrikes continued in Khartoum. The conflict in the capital city entered its fifth day as Sudanese government forces battle a paramilitary group known as the Rapid Support Forces over, over control of the country. Each side accused the other of violating the initial ceasefire. The National Cybersecurity Center has issued a critical infrastructure threat alert as Cabinet Office Minister Oliver Dowden warned of the danger of Russia-linked hackers. Speaking at Cyber UK conference in Belfast, the head of the National Cybersecurity Center, Lindy Cameron, said the UK is not doing enough to protect its infrastructure and stresses the importance of taking cyber threats seriously. And some of you might think that's sort of far-fetched or scaremongering, but it's a risk I want you to take seriously and think about how it is. Tony Danker, former Director General of the Confederation of British Industry, or CBI, has said that he was made the fall guy and that false allegations by his former employer ruined his reputation. CBI President Brian McBride calls Danker's description selective and says the board lost confidence in his leadership. Danker's remarks upset former CBI employees, who accuse him of playing the victim and putting himself first. The government has stopped engaging with the lobby group while investigations are ongoing. Now, the latest sport highlights on Radio Energy. Here is a look at this week's top sporting news with Luca Duvall's. In football, AC Milan have qualified for the semi-finals of the Champions League last night after beating Napoli 2-1 over the course of two legs. It's the first time since 2007 that Milan have qualified for the semi-finals and look to face City rivals Inter Milan in the next round. Inter currently have a two-goal advantage over Benfica and will play them tonight at the San Zero. Meanwhile, Chelsea's poor run of form continued last night after a 2-0 defeat at Real Madrid in their quarter-final second leg at Stamford Bridge. This result leaves Frank Lampard's side without a win in seven games. After the, Lam- after the game, Lampard voiced his concerns about the recent result and results. To say that any given team has this the divine right to be in top four and in the Champions League is tough. I do think that we can set the building blocks now of where we want to get to. 
we want to get back to where we were, but the challenges are big. Everyone's doing the same. Everyone's investing. In Scottish League One, there was a 90th-minute winner from Ennis Murray for Edinburgh City against Falkirk as they came from behind to claim all three points. A Scottish ultra-runner has apologised after travelling two and a half miles in a car during a race while collecting third prize. Josiah Zakshevsky from Dumfries was disqualified in the 50-mile race between Manchester and Liverpool. This 47-year-old GP has said her act was not malicious. Finally, players resumed at the Snooker World Championships after Just Stop Oil activists invaded the Crucible on Monday night. This morning, Kieran Wilson completed the first 147 break of the tournament after his first-round victory over Ryan Day. He is set to claim the £40,000 extra prize money for his feet. Kieran Wilson joins the Crucible Maximum Club. What a cool, assured break that was. The crowd were on the edge of their seats. And finally, a Roman forlet discovered near Clydebank. Our reporters Anna Mihalova and Luke Fleming talk about the discovery found on World Heritage Day. Archaeologists have discovered remains of a Roman fortlet near Clydebank. It was discovered in a field near Carly's Primary School and we have one stood next to the Antonym Wall. The fortlet was written about in 1707, however attempts to locate and uncover it in the 1970s and 1980s were largely unsuccessful. However, thanks to modern technology called gradiometry, archaeologists were able to finally locate it almost 2,000 years after it was first built. Brianna McMorrow, who is the deputy head of World Heritage at Historic Environment Scotland, says about the discovery. Archaeology is often partly detective work, and the discovery at Carglees is a nice example of how an observation made 300 years ago and new technology can come together to add to our understanding. The Fort Lair would have once been just one of many located along the Antony Wall. While only 10 have been found, it's possible as many as 41 Fort Lair could have aligned the wall. The soldiers would have meant the Fort Lair for a week before being replaced by another detachment. The Fort Lair would have been two smaller wooden buildings for the soldier to stay in and been used between 142 CE and 162 CE. This discovery has led Historic Environment Scotland to reconsider the site's designation, protecting both the site's historic importance and the natural landscape of the surrounding area. Not only does this help us understand more about our past, it also helps us look to the future, suggesting there is still more to discover about the Antonin Wall. And just in breaking news, Colin Beatty resigns as SNP Treasurer after being arrested earlier this week. He said he would be stepping back from his role on the Public Audit Committee until police investigation has concluded. We'll be t- talking more about this in tomorrow's news. This is Radio Energy. Travel. Accident on the A82 in both northbound and southbound. Corn ferry cancellations due to an incident in both directions. And roadworks on the A83 in both directions. So approach all with caution. Today's weather with dry, long sunny spells, highs of 12 degrees in Edinburgh and a low chance of rain. That is all. Thank you for joining us today on Radio Energy.